0: Welcome to Evangelism on Fire. My name is Mark Thomas, a pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, we bring you an on-fire message to empower you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. So if you're enjoying this, make sure to share this link with a friend who needs to hear it. Just copy and paste the link on your podcast app you're listening to. And a quick reminder, click the subscribe button over on Apple Podcast right now to be notified on the Evangelism on Fire in the future. And leave us a rating and review as well if you enjoy this episode. Hey, Evangelism on Fire Nation. Hey, welcome to episode 64. Man, I got a special episode with a great friend of mine. His name is Emmanuel Flores. Now, I know him and I love this dude. This dude is just an amazing man of God. You know, and I could I could tell you stories about him all day long, adventures and all that. But you know what? You don't want to hear from me, Evangelism on Fire Nation. You want to hear from him. So, Manuel, if you would, man, just introduce yourself to Evangelism on Fire Nation to our audience. Tell us who
1: you are, man. Hey, Evangelism on Fire. Uh, I'm Manuel Flores. I want to thank Mark first for uh, having me on. Um, I have officially listened to all 63 episodes. I am very excited about what I've heard. I love listening to it. I love hearing what other people have to say. Um, I love being able to hear what they say and potentially put in action in my life. So I really appreciate what you're doing out there, Mark. I, I do believe it is impacting a lot, a lot of people in the world. Oh man, Um,
0: I appreciate that brother And wow, you listened to all all the episodes, man I appreciate that You knew the exact episode, the last episode,
1: 63 Go ahead Yeah, man, well it's good You know, when you enjoy something, you know The cream rises to the top, needless to say, my friend Okay, (laughs) okay, let me give you a boom on that one, man (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Manuel Um, I've been married for 18 It'll be 18 years next Monday, actually um, I've been Ooh, with happy my wife. Un- happy anniversary man. Thank you Sarah. Thank you sir. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Um I have been with my wife Cindy for I think we're going on 21 years now. Um I have a 15-year-old um daughter Isabel. She I love her to death. She's my number one mm-hmm. fan um we go to church out there at thrive been going out there for maybe about seven and a half years give or take hey are you talking about thrive church now i've heard about thrive church i've heard it's the best
0: church on planet earth
1: man i agree i agree (laughs) i mean you know it's wild because every week obviously been going there for about seven and a half eight years but Every something every week will surprise you, catch you off guard, or keep you on your toes. And I think that's what I like about it the most is that it's not the same thing over and over and over again. It keeps you keeps you on, you know, keeps you, your fire burning.
0: Yeah. That's for
1: sure. Okay. Um so yeah, go to Thrive. I uh, I volunteer at the worship team. I play bass mainly now. I used to play a little guitar. Um, and then I like doing small groups. I've led a bunch of small groups. Currently, right now, I'm in the men's group at the Chesterville campus, so really enjoying that. Um been on a couple mission trips with you and been to DR and Dominican. So, you know, I, I really, you know, I, I like being around um other believers and living that that forward life. I I really I think it's very enjoyable. So well, oh, I love that, man. I love that living that forward life. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: cause
1: I, I think in life, you know, we've, we, in many other men's group, we've talked about things, you know, there is no such, it's kind of like a river in life. Either you're going backwards or you're moving forwards. There is no stale, you know? So with that in mind, I generally try to go forward in my thinking and my, you know, my growth, everything that I can actually. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Forward
0: growth. Yeah. We're never standing still, man. I love what you, how you just laid that down. We're either going forward down the river or we're going backwards. Right. But we're never, we're never standing still. So, so how long have you been a Christ follower? How long have you been a Christian?
1: Um, so, um, I have two younger sisters. So, um, I am the oldest and, um, we, I was actually born in Hopewell, Virginia, about 20 minutes Southeast of Chesterfield. Um, so as far as I know, man, I, I've always been a Christian. It might sound kind of crazy, but like uh, when I was born, like six days, seven days later, my, my parents had me in church. You know, growing up, I, I was there Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday, Wednesday nights. You know, um, so I was always in the church. Uh, we actually, I went to a Christian school from kindergarten to fifth grade, so we were doing you know Bible studies and learning verses. So I don't ever remember a time when. God necessarily wasn't in my life. Um, obviously, you know, you grow closer at some points and further away at some points. Um, but being a child, you know, it, church was my family. You know, I didn't know there was no line difference between family and church. It, it was all one. Um, I remember, you know, I. I remember being poor and people bringing food to me, food to the family. And I just thought it was something that the church family did. I didn't understand what was happening, you know? So um, I I grew up in the church. Uh, I knew, you know, all the Bible studies, all that. Actually, I I won when I was in seventh grade, I won the um, fall festival because it wasn't Halloween. It was fall festival. And I won the uh, costume because I was Moses. My mom actually took a beard and put it on my face. So I was a seven year old Moses. With so, yeah. So, I mean, and growing up, it was super fun. You know, um, I had a, a great childhood, you know, we did boys brigade, which kind of like a, a boy Scouts, but on a Christian, um, theme and it was nothing but guys. So we would go camping and I, I loved it. it. It made perfect sense to me. Um, unfortunately my parent, we moved to Chesterfield and within a year and a half, my parents got divorced. So at 15, that was the end of God in my life. Uh, I didn't have anybody speaking, speaking into me. I didn't have anybody taking me to church. I I didn't have that. So around 15, somewhere in that ballpark, I I didn't go to church uh, anymore until uh, I would go to periodically like Christmas or Easter or something like that, but it was real forced. And I did not want to be there. Um, my aunt and uncle, my mom, they started going to destiny, which is down there in Enon. Um, so as they started going to that, that picked up more often. So I started going to that when I was maybe, I was already dating Cindy. So I was probably maybe like 26 ish, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, obviously I, I I knew Christ, you know what I mean? So I I didn't, I thought I was good to go from back when I was a kid. So why go to church? You know what I mean? Like I, I was good. So, um, I'll never forget. We would periodically go to go see them. Um, and they actually rented out, Um, the South park mall um, movie theater and invited us to go see passion of the Christ. And we watched the movie and we walked out the movie and I'll never forget it. My wife, Cindy was like, I I don't get it. What happened? And I was like, what do you mean? What don't you get? And she was like, I don't understand what the holes in her His hand meant what she had no clue because she didn't grow up going to vacation Bible school. She, She didn't never went to church. You know what I mean? So she had the opposite growing up of what I did. And we took that opportunity right there there and I didn't know where to go. So we went to the closest church to our house and we fell in love with it. When we walked in the door, um, we went there for maybe five or six years. Me and Cindy both got baptized on the same day before Isabel was born. Uh, we grew a lot in the Lord. It, it was wonderful. You know, we, in that church, we understood what it meant. We We could see relationships and how couples treated each other and how they loved each other. It was very interesting to see that aspect of it. Hindsight, I can look back now and we didn't really share Jesus that much. You know, it was more of we went to church and we would come back on the following Sunday, but we weren't sharing Jesus like and we don't share them like we do now, I guess. You know, so hindsight, I can look back and be like, hmm, think about things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but yeah, we went to that church. Grew
0: up uh, in a Christian environment, a Christian home, and you've always had God in your life. Let me ask you this: Do you remember a definitive moment when you made a decision to make Jesus your Savior and to fully follow Him?
1: Do you remember that occasion? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's when um, that's kind of the same time period that I was just telling you about when me and Cindy got baptized Um, because I'd sat in the pew. So I'd heard the stories before. She had never heard any of that. So all that was new. So we would had in-depth conversations about that. Um, And I remember we would both. She was new to the faith. So we would do a lot of praying together and stuff like that. Um, and I remember us we both talked it out and I'd already been, well, I was in a Presbyterian church. So they put a little bit of water on my head um, and we were currently at a Baptist church. So that meant submersion. So when we were all talking about it, you know, I, I was very on board of getting baptized. And I think that getting baptized at that church pretty much started a trend. Like I knew at that point it wasn't what it was when I was. 10 or 12 years old. It was something different as an adult. I didn't necessarily have all the answers right then, but I knew that that was the starting point of this, uh, of this new experience.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, man. So it sounds like that was the moment you decided, man, I'm going to go all in and all out for Jesus and make him my all in all. Well, hold on.
1: <laughs> I think that's where my story it gets interesting Mark, because it it wasn't. It is, I had that idea, but it took me many years after that to actually put the plan into action. Like I had it in my heart and I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. This wheel wasn't turning. This okay. wheel didn't okay. want to turn. Okay. It was rusty. A little bit of WD-40 and a little <laughs> bit of dope on it. Yeah, Manuel speaking it, the truth right here. Come yeah, on, man. I'm telling you, like it didn't want to turn. So, yeah. you know, we went to that church for a long time and. I think that the spark of getting baptized started it, but actually being at thrive multiple years later and listening to to pastor Kevin's message of, you know, love is, is, is an action word and God is love. So for us to show God's love, we have to do something, you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll never forget that. And I said, I told Cindy, I said, let us serve somewhere. And we served in the babe, the nurseries. Yeah. And I would I have never held a baby before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was the I'm not sitting down and I'm not staying on the sidelines no more. You know what Come I mean? On. So I got my little toe, I got my toe wet. And then yeah. I was like, oh, all right, all right, I can do nursery. And next thing you know was Miss Bonnie helping down there with the kids and the vacation Bible school. And it just started a role that is, it hasn't stopped. I don't want it to stop. I hope it never stops. Like, yeah, I love it. That's so awesome. Hey, let me say something about Pastor Kevin
0: Bordeaux, your lead pastor, my lead pastor, the best pastor of any church on planet Earth. Come on now, give me an amen. I agree. On that. I agree. Amen. All right. That's my, and I know that's how you feel about him. And let me just say something about Miss Bonnie, who you're speaking about. Miss Bonnie Conrad, the best
1: kids director on planet earth would you agree with that man absolutely absolutely mark i've sat on this i've sat in there and watched her pour into hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids now at this point yeah and so many kids those kids are now on the verge of having more kids you know what i mean like it's a revolution what's happening out there she's making waves Yeah, she's making waves and she helped get your toe wet in ministry yeah yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I came to Thrive, she was the cuz we didn't know anybody coming to Thrive. We got the postcard in the mail. Yeah. So we randomly just showed up and Miss Bonnie was the one person I knew and I'm not going to say she was the one reason we came back, but she was our friend. So yeah. we knew we had one other person in there that we could hey to, you know what I mean, on a That's Sunday right. morning.
0: That's right. And to everyone who's listening right now, you just heard Emmanuel's story. He knew when God was calling him to serve him, he says the wheels were not turning at that point, but it was the very beginning of him, you know, starting to serve Jesus fully. So if you're in the same boat, it's part of the process, right? I mean, maybe God's calling you uh, to a higher level. Maybe you're a little resistant, but you're a little aware. You're aware of him calling you to a higher level. You know, you know, he wants you to serve him more. Hey do what Manuel did, put a little, uh, spray a little WD 40 on that wheel and get that wheel rolling a little bit more smoothly and just step up your game and be a little more dedicated to God and whatever he wants you to do. That's what he's calling you to do. It's a process. Just go to the next level. I love you sharing that story, Manuel. That's just so powerful. Um, yeah. so
1: like what, what way you know what the hardest part of it all is, is What's the that? first it's the first move. The first move. It's getting that wheel moving. Once it's moving, you've already done it once. You just gotta do it again. That's so good. Say that again. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even remember what I said <laughs> that's what I, I love said, that. Man, I, man, you I all, said, have
0: conversations all the time and, and, and I'll say man say that again he's like bro I don't even remember what I said man <laughs> that's how he just flows I love it but what he said was evangelism on fire is so profound and I want you to hear it again he said this he said the hardest part is just that first initial step you take that first step the momentum will kick in and it will just take over and you'll go on to the next step and to the next step. You'll have that forward motion like uh, you're going forward in the river, like Manuel was talking about earlier. So, Manuel, tell evangelism on Fire Nation. What was your life like before you made a decision to follow
1: Jesus? Um, it was uh, Chaos in a, in a nutshell, it was chaos. You know, it was emotion led, it was emotion felt, you know, I was always ready to be offended. You know, anybody could tell me anything and I really, I'd ponder it and question it. It it, it was, it was chaos. That's, that's the way I look at it now. It was was chaos because I I didn't, I wasn't grounded. Um, I didn't have, you know, I wasn't on a a road that I could see. I was just going, whichever led me the easiest path. You know what I mean? The hard stuff, man, I'm good. I'm gonna stay away from that. I'm gonna go over here where it's where maybe I can scoot by without anybody seeing me in life. I was fine with that. So You know, being I can look back now hindsight and look at it and be like, man, that was chaos. That was crazy. I can't believe I survived that stuff. But, you know, like I believe that God has bigger and better things for me now and that I have to follow the path I'm on now and follow what I've been shown and how to treat people and how others show love and follow that path. And that's that's the road and the way I want to go now. I, I read the Bible and I can read about Paul and all these other people and, and the trials and tribulations they had. So it's not that it it's not gonna be, it's it's always gonna be hard. It's that you have to push through the hardness to get past it, you know. And that's that's what I'm focusing on more now is getting through it, getting past it, getting to what's next, enjoying what I have now and the and the where where it's gonna take me. That's awesome, man. That's absolutely
0: beautiful. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, man. And this is going to be a powerful question. All right. So get ready for it, man. What's one thing about your testimony that you have
1: never shared with anyone? Mm, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Um, I think, let me see. So <laughs> it's funny. Um I think one of the hardest thing it, 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 it's mental for me. Um I think one of the hardest things I got to get over is myself and the idea that I'm gonna say the wrong thing, um, I'm gonna stumble in my words, um, I'm gonna say something that's blatantly wrong, I'm gonna lead somebody astray. I think it's all the things that can go wrong when you're out evangelizing or talking to people about Christ. And a lot of times I struggle personally pushing back, pushing that down and letting Christ come out. Mm. Um, it, it It's real strange. It's like, I'll, I'll just profuse profusely start sweating and I, my words get stumbled up, but Usually just breathing calms everything down, <laughs> You know what I mean? yeah. puts everything back in place and a, a little bit of uh, um, patience to let the words come out and things like that really helped me. And obviously prayer before anything like today, this conversation, I know I prayed a thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I was really, uh, you know, because all this in my mind, and and I've seen it, like everything we talk about in all these podcasts, like it's life-changing. So the words that come out today are going to change people in tomorrow or years, who knows? You know what I mean? So in my mind, all this is like the most, most important stuff in the world, this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And you know what, I still experience the same thing as Manuel does. And look to everyone who's listening You know, Evangelism on Fire podcast, this podcast is to coach you, to motivate you, and to inspire you to go out and share the greatest news that's ever existed, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, guys, I like to call it the boom. And, you know, like Manuel says, he experiences these things when he goes out to to share the gospel with people. Let me just tell you this. This man is on fire. He goes... I mean, he's evangelizing he's sharing he's sharing God's love with people everywhere his, he goes at his workplace, uh, out in the public, you know, and I have the same heart as he does. I am always I have the saying that I'm keeping my head on a swivel. What does that mean? That means I'm looking to the left. I'm looking to the right. I've got a constant lookout for people to pray with, share the gospel to to minister to. And that's, you know, that's the heart of Manuel, too. And, uh, you know what, he's so transparent and I'm going to be transparent with you. I still get nervous, you know, I still, um, you know, am concerned if I'm going to stumble over my words, I still have fear that I could say the wrong thing and lead someone astray rather than lead someone to Jesus. So, Hey man, I'm with you. I experience all those things that you're saying that you experience, um, and for evangelism on fire nation to everyone who's listening, if they're thinking about going out and evangelizing or if they go out and they experience these things, Manuel, what would you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give to them right now?
1: I, I would say start with prayer. Um, obviously, you know, prayer, pr- pr- start with prayer, um, you know, ask them to lead you, make sure your heart is is clean and clear Um, Make sure you're ready. Um, You know, it's not as simple as just going out and finding someone to talk to. Um, You really need to be ready for what you're going to say or potentially what they could say. Um, Obviously, you won't know everything and you can't know the whole Bible, but you need to be ready. Um, But I would say, you know, go for it. (laughs) Go for it. You know, what what do you have to lose? I, I know a lot of times. I find myself a lot of times conversations start with simple things like good morning or holding the door for people or God bless you when they sneeze or just smiling, waving, just being around and being, being in people's relationship and, you know, just being a part of the community. And once that starts, you know, people instantly let down their guard and that's where you can shine. You know, if I've found that majority of the times that I've, found people to talk to Christ about that they've always been opening and willing to talk. I cannot remember any time when the person's been rude or just blatantly, no, get away. I've never had that happen to me, you know, but I I know that will, you know what I mean? I know it can. So I don't, you know, that's that might be the fear in the back of my mind, but Um, Yeah, people, you know, I love talking to people. So it comes natural for me just to strike up a conversation and say good morning and smile and things like that, you know, but that's not my true nature. You know, I've talked to many people throughout the years. Oh, I got a great story. I was at Wawa one day. Uh, This was when I I left my job and I was waiting for another job. And I seen a young lady that was there and she was crying and I seen her eyes, you know, tearing up. So I went in there, I got my coffee and I was meandering around in the store and I could tell that she was looking at me and I was looking at her. So she went outside and I was like, all right, Jesus, I know this is it. This is it. I got you. I was like, let me go out there. So I walk out there and I said, you know, I can't, I think she asked me for a dollar or something strange. And I was like, good morning. And she was like, good morning. And she didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, what? you know, I knew <laughs> something was up. I knew something was going on. Right. And I, you know, I, I kept pursuing the conversation and I said on the way, cause I gave her a ride actually. Long story short, she got out of jail. There's a lot going on. She needed Christ. You know what I mean? So I let her in the prayer, you know, but she told me that day she goes, I said, when I walked out the store, it was like you were trying to avoid me. And she was like, I couldn't tell if you were mad at me or not. And I was like, what? What do you mean? She was like, you weren't really smiling at me. You know, your face didn't look like you were going to help me. So I know when I heard it that day, I got to control my face as far as because my eyes will judge people and I don't realize they're judging people. It's so funny. But yeah, yeah, I got to work on my face and smiling and being a better, uh, more open, I guess would be a better word to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I
0: love that story. And yeah, I know sometimes uh, I'm the same way, you know, your face, your countenance will reveal to you what you're thinking, you know, and she was picking up on that and, you know, she, she, she didn't read it as, Hey, that's the look of someone who is a total stranger, but is concerned about me. You know, that's what she was seeing on your face and you had love and concern about her. And that's just something that the world's not used to. And uh, that's so amazing that you were able to help her out. And that was so amazing that you shared the gospel with her, you know, and that she heard the gospel and she accepted. And it it sounds like it was at a very key moment in her life. It's like the perfect timing for you to share the gospel message with her.
1: It was. It was. I mean, she needed it. (sighs) I was sensitive. I, you know, this it's again, we go back to the thrive thing, man. I had invite I had the thrive bracelet. I had an invite card. And I think I even had one of them pencils from a couple of sermons back. You know what I mean? So I didn't give her any money or anything like that, but I gave her resources and that's what I told her. I said, you know, granted, you know, give it a shot. She was like, I'm good on church. And I was like, why are you good on church? She was like, because they judge me and you know, she had her own reasons. And I was like, do you think that maybe you could have been doing something wrong? She was like, but that's on me. And I was like, well, so you were doing something wrong. You know what I mean? So it was, it was a very touchy situation. She needed a lot of help. Um, I'm just glad I was there in the gap. You know what I mean? I was just glad I was there in the gap, ready to pray with her. You know, I I told her, like I said earlier, I tried to lead her on the salvation prayer. You know, I was driving, so I didn't get to close my eyes, but I know for sure her eyes were closed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But hey, man, good, good, good on not closing your eyes while you're cruising down the road, man. (laughs) That's wisdom right there. But you know what? I got to tell you, I love your heart uh, for taking God's message to people. You know, that's such a great story. And I tell you what, man, um, as we end our podcast episode today, there's some people out there who... You know, they, they they make it a regular habit. It's a lifestyle that they live on evangelizing like yourself and like me. There's some other people that are just now thinking about beginning to start to evangelize, to share the gospel message with people. They need a little WD-40 sprayed on that wheel to where they can start that process. Maybe they're experiencing fear, doubt, you know, all those uh, negative emotions. but. You know, they just need a prayer to motivate them, encourage them to take their first step or to continue a lifestyle of evangelism. Would you do us a favor as we close out today's episode? Hey, would you pray for all of our
1: listeners? Absolutely. would love to. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for Pastor Mark. I thank you for evangelism on fire. Lord, we pray for the hearts that are listening to this today. We pray that those hearts are open and ready to receive. Lord, we ask and we believe that you, this message is going to make people step out in faith, step out in courage. They're going to take all their fears and they're going to put them behind us. Lord, we ask that you get the wheel started for us. Lord, we know that it's not us starting it. We ask that you start that wheel. Take the hardest part from us, Lord. Push that wheel and we keep it going, Lord. Thank you for everything and everybody that you give to us, Lord, and send in our ways. Lord, let my path be in the way of someone else's, Lord. We thank you for all our blessings. And again, we thank you for evangelism on fire. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for your
0: time with me today. It's been an amazing time. Make sure to join me for our next episode. Evangelism on Fire Nation, let's continue to get fired up building our tribe of people so we can penetrate the darkness with light in our lost and searching world. Be a change agent and share our podcast with people who want to take part in taking the boom, the gospel message to others. Remember to invite at least one friend to listen to our next episode with you, Sharing is Caring. Make sure to click the subscribe button over on Apple Podcast right now to be notified on the Evangelism on Fire in the future. And be generous and show us some love by leaving us a rating and review if you enjoy this episode. May God continue to bless you big time. Have the best week of your life. Make sure to join me for our next episode of Evangelism on fire.